You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Police box? What on earth is he doing here? I mean, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? It's a faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who? A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Who are you? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that again. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Now please, get off this planet while you still have a choice. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Earth Station Who. And yes folks, we are here to talk about... Ready from this... We are going back to the fifth doctor era and we are talking all about, that's right. We are talking about warriors of the deep. We talked about the Silurians a couple episodes back and I thought, you know, it'd be kind of cool to, you know, talk about another Silurian story before, you know, they came back in the new series. And Mike was like, you know, favor we haven't had done a fifth doctor story. And I said, you're just in luck because it has the sea devils and the Silurians in it. And this is what we get. So I am blaming both of you for this. Oh, thanks, Mary. <laughs> thanks. 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 Yes, we are here and we are talking all about the fifth doctor story, Warriors of the deep and Mike and Mary are here. Hey guys. Hey, howdy. And you know, after the glory that was the five doctors and we get this story, the, the beginning of the next season. And actually this is the beginning of the end for Peter Davison because this is, you know, the beginning of his last season as doctor. So it's interesting. The companions are Turlo and Tegan. So it, sh- it should be interesting to talk all about it. But of course we want to hear from you guys at home. We have the new email address, which is earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. Can't get much more simpler than that, folks. Uh, definitely want to hear from you guys. And, you know, please write us. And we do have a piece of email we'll talk about in a little bit. But let's go to Doctor Who news. And guess what, folks? There is no Doctor Who news. Who am we kidding? Mm-hmm. You know, we are in such a drought. It's not even funny. You know, not even San Diego Comic-Con brought out anything Doctor Who-ish, you know? No, not at all. I was actually really surprised after, you know, all the different things that were coming out and such a big presence that Doctor Who had last year. That was Jodie's first appearance as, you know, representing Doctor Who. And it was, you know, like a coming out party and it was like a ghost town for Doctor Who this time. It was really weird. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I really don't get the BBC marketing strategy. Um, you know, why, why just go silent? No, exactly. And, you know, there is, you know, they did announce that, you know, the Cybermen are going to be coming back next season. Yay. And, yeah. you know, a couple other things, but we're not going to talk about it till we get further and closer to, you know, real updates. And, you know, we don't like, you know, saying, oh, the whispers are this person's coming back, this person's coming back, or this story's going to be about it. Uh, When I see it, you know, from a 
true source, then we'll start talking about it. And we were hoping to get that at San Diego, even maybe a teaser trailer or an announcement of a holiday special or something. Nothing. And I do emphasize on nothing. Yeah, it's very strange. Can we get the three new Doctor Who pops? Uh, three new Doctor Who pops. Yes, we did, but that was before San Diego. And I thought they were going to debut there. No, they didn't. They put out pictures, but they haven't announced release dates yet. Gotcha. Yeah, but you know, for all of you out there, I know you're going to be probably disappointed. There's not a Graham Doctor, you know, pop figure yet. <laughs> no Graham pop figure. What? I know, I know. I just heard a, a sudden, you know, sense of urgency in the force. You know, <laughs> there is no Graham Doctor Who pop figure. Sorry. Because Graham's getting his own statue. Exactly. He's going to get, a, you know, one of those giant sized pops that you see now. <laughs> you know, everyone else is going to be low, you know, below him and everything. But, you know, then we will probably forget about who the other companions are anyway. So it's all right. Are there other companions? Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. What are you talking about? That's a good point. So it is the Graham show. You know, they should just name it Graham. <laughs> <laughs> You could tell we've been a long way without Doctor Who, folks. <laughs> a long, long way. So, yeah, we do have those new pops coming. And the one I, that stood out the most to me actually is the one with Jody with the welding goggles on. That is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did also notice um, people have been posting, like, ads and, you know, stories about pop figures, people selling them at san diego comic-con and you know how you know a lot of the con exclusive ones are going for a ton of money uh they showed a picture of the jody one that they released last year which is slightly different than the one that they released to the general public later which was just her in you know the suspenders and uh her usual outfit but the one they had at san diego was her in her jacket and such and that one was going for over 200 to 250 dollars wow and it's like yep too rich for my blood yep i won't be getting that one nope 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 so you can you know it's you know i could go onto ebay now and see how much and i'll just get nosebleeds you know i just don't need that (laughs) it's you know there's there's prices for pop figures and even stuff i won't pay so It'll be interesting to see because, you know, I'm curious to see what other pop figures that they're going to be coming out with. You know, I would love to see some of the other older doctors get pop figures finally. Yeah. Well, they still haven't done all the doctors, right? No, that's what I was saying. Yeah. They need to, uh, they need to complete that set. Well, I think they've only done Tom and they've also done, they've done Tom and the first doctor. Yeah, they, I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think they've done Peter yet. No, they haven't done Peter. They haven't done uh, Colin. They haven't done Sylvester. They haven't done John or Patrick. Yeah. And also, I, no, they haven't done even uh, Dr. Eight. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, so yeah, they have a lot of Dr. Who still to go. It'd be actually... Yeah, you think that would be a no-brainer. Well, it'd actually be pretty cool to get a Delgado Master also. 
Oh yeah. Or an Ainley Mop Master, you know, pop figure. I think would be pretty cool. They did do a canine, so and Sarah, <laughs> they well, and they did Sarah Jane too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because she's holding the out Adrid, you know, hand. So. Yeah, and they could do an empty box and say it's out. You know, you could say it's Adric, you know, after the explosion. Oh. Wow. Too soon. No, actually, it's not. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I bet the Lilo one would be very popular. <laughs> but, you know, just saying. And, you know, they could have 14 versions of the Romano one because each inner one. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, folks. Just saying. And I know, you know, everyone would just love to get the uh, Perry and the... uh, No, I won't even mention her name. (laughs) I just, you know, I I would be keen to guess, like, or to to know what their strategy is. Because, I mean, obviously the new season, obviously you want to promote that. And, uh, but, of course, you know, I mean, even though you mentioned the, the one that was really cool... Uh, the of the new wave is uh, the doctor with the um, you know the welding glasses and all that, uh, and the Dalek's pretty cool too. Um, but then the messenger droid, like what? Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that was, I don't. What is like, going on with marketing? Like, like, who thought that would be a good idea? Um, and and yeah, just the fact that I mean they should they should sort of plan at least to give us a couple of doctors every, you know, maybe every year. Right. So you can finally get them all. And, uh, cause uh, you know, I mean, all of us want to complete a set. Oh, of course I yeah, would I mean, love I, to. I don't think they understand that Dr. Who fans are like the most completest people. Oh yeah. Ever. Well, I did just find out that, and it wasn't even announced. I just found out about it. They did a uh, Pating from this last season of Doctor Who, that was that little creature that was eating the ship yeah. as a San Diego exclusive. Did you hmm. know that? Why? I didn't know that. But, but why? I know, I know. Because wow. Doctor Who fans are completists, as you like to say. You Right now you can get it for $30 online. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. Yeah, next year you'll be able to get it for 10 Exactly. So yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see, but yeah, the messenger from Kablam. It was a yeah, that's just that's yeah. just bizarre. I I don't I just I just scratch my head at some of the decisions that they make, yeah. and I don't know if they, if they uh, you know if this is Funko like say we want that or if this is you know BBC going this is what we're giving. Yeah, I mean, is BBC just saying this is all we're going to license? Yeah. Hmm. And why are they choosing what they're choosing? Is it's, it's yeah, very odd. But yeah. uh, I mean, I suppose you could say that for like a lot of the you know marketing decisions. I haven't really been paying close attention to the Doctor Who like releases as far as toys and all that goes. So I, I don't know what what sells, what doesn't sell, uh, what you can get, what's available. Uh, I don't even know if you can get all the Doctors in in action figure form or, you know, it's certainly like whether it's five inch or 12 inch or however big, you know, a lot of them are. So I think they have completed those like the five inch ones. 
for the action figure ones, but you know, they're hard, they're far and few between being able to find them, but they are out there. Well, I, I do remember the last thing I remember really was that they had that, uh, set that they were selling. And this was, I think during Matt's era. And that was like, just a, like a, a, a box of all at that point, I think it was what? 12, uh, doctors might've been 11 at that point, really. Um, and, uh, and then they, you know, in that big case that folded, you know, with a fold over thing, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't. I would have. So I know that they exist in some form. And, and oh yeah, William ha- William had the ones that looked like they could fit into like a Lego set. Oh yeah, those right. Yeah, because he had the one, the box of them that looked like the TARDIS, and you opened it, and it had all the doctors stacked on top of each other. Oh yeah, I remember that. Now I do believe. Um, speaking of uh, Doctor Who and. And toys in San Diego, I do believe our good friend Kelly Yates was there um, promoting his the the toys that he helps design, right? Wow, yes. I didn't realize Kelly was there, but that's awesome. I'm glad yeah, Kelly, Kelly was there. Kelly was at San, yeah, Kelly was definitely at uh, San Diego this year. Um, and, uh, cause I know he, I think for the first time he took like his, like some of it, like his family and, uh, and he designs, what are they called? Um, uh, are they chiblies or what are those things called? Like they're, they're, they're like, they're, they're like Funko. Yeah. But they're not. Yeah. They're, they're kind of, their heads are smaller. Their bodies are like more in proportion. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I think that's made by Funko also. They're yeah, I don't. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, but uh, um, and I know he's done designs for all the doctors of those. So I'm guessing that they're toys, and those are the ones where I think you get kawaii's. That's what they are. K a w a i i. And. Uh, um, He's designed a bunch of those, and um, I think that they were available. Like you could get them, uh, like as like in those boxes where you you don't know what you're getting, like those those uh, surprise boxes or whatever, or bags, and then you just have to buy them and enough of them until you get all of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know he does more with Kawhi uh, than just Doctor Who. Uh, he's done a series of My Hero Academia ones as well. And um, I know that the 13th Doctor has a TARDIS that she comes with as well. Oh, that's cool. It's a twin pack. But that was released like earlier this year. So I don't know. I, I don't know if there was a new one that he debuted at San Diego. I love Kelly, but his his website doesn't like, and his and his web pages aren't like as quick to report like all the new stuff that he does that often. He he needs a he needs a press person. Don't we all? <laughs> but then again, I mean, some of it's not even in his control because I know that when the uh, when the DVD cover thing when the DVD came out with his cover on it, I know that he was he he had no idea when that was coming out. 
he thought that was coming out in October and it came out in, in June. So that's cool. But anyway, happy for him. And uh, obviously that, uh, I, I, to be honest, um, I, I, I get the, the, they're a little bit more anime looking too. His are, um, they have the huge eyes and they, the highs, the, unlike the Funkos with the, the, like the black dots, like his actually have like pupil, his eyes actually have pupils. They look like anime eyes. They're huge. And they look like, um, like they look kind of sad. Cause I always think anime eyes look kind of sad, but anyway, sorry. No, it's good. It lent into the conversation. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they're cool. I think they they might have more uh, articulation uh, than uh, Funko because I think you can bend the arms or something. Well, that's cool. I've, I've never really had one. Uh, I've seen them, but I haven't really played with one, or so I don't really. Oh, Mikey needs to play with some toys. Okay, got it. That totally makes sense. It just seems strange that, I mean, here we are, there's no news where <laughs> we have to talk about the toys because there's nothing else to talk about. Not that it's not fun to talk about the toys, but you would think <clears throat> if you had a long, they don't seem to understand how, how it works <laughs> in, in the marketing works in this century, because if you have a long gap like this, well, that's a golden opportunity, which they created by themselves but that's a golden opportunity to use social media. Why don't you release mini episodes? Why don't you do Instagram stories? Why don't you, I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do to keep it alive. Well, look at what uh, CBS all access is doing with star Trek discovery and they are doing mini episodes between seasons. Yeah. I mean, why it seems like that, you know, film, film a little something while you're filming the, the season. <laughs> It's a big thing. I, I get the impression that the BBC is, uh, they kind of feel like, I don't want to say they take it for granted, but they're kind of like, look, it's Doctor Who. We don't really have to do a lot. Because yeah, think, people are, people are going to, and, and, and I'm saying, I'm not saying they're right in thinking that, but I, I think that they, uh, they are going to, uh, yeah, I think that I think I get that attitude from them. Like, oh, it's Doctor Who. You know, they'll come back because the fans are there, and they'll just they'll just come back automatically for it. Or as we like to say, because Doctor Who. Yeah, they'll they'll the the, the Doctor Who fans. It's almost shy of the Doctor Who fans will put up with whatever we give them because they just they just we have them on the hook. I can yeah. totally see that. Yeah, that's that's only the core fans. I mean, the more True. casual fan, or or when you want to get new people coming in. Oh no, I agree, and I I think there's a real big confusion with the BBC on how to market Doctor Who because they they're not really sure it's in it's is it a kids show is it you know what is it now and and there there's questions on how to how to best market that kind of thing. Yeah, Makes total sense. I mean, it's not, I don't, you know, I don't think it's that hard. I think you're right. I think they just kind of take it for granted. And it's yeah. too bad because it's, I think they're really missing out on a golden opportunity in that, you know, that's nothing lasts forever. 
Well, I'm okay with that because look, I collect enough things. So if they don't give me a lot of really enticing Doctor Who stuff to to be tempted by, I'm fine with that. Well, it doesn't have to be merchandise, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm merchandise. talking about merchandise. Yeah. I mean, you know, have some social media presence, and I don't mean like just like the official Doctor Who Instagram. It basically just keeps reblogging old photos from the last series. So yeah. what? <laughs> but that's what they expect us to be happy with. Yeah. The yeah, they did a thing the other day, like I think it was a couple of weeks ago, where they like they posted like a number one, and then like this next day number two, and I'm like, what are we counting down to? Or kind of up for? And it was just nothing. They were just they were just like showing like different doctors each day for no apparent no reason. particular reason. I just, <laughs> just thought, I they, thought just, they were just showing <laughs> us, hey, we know how to count. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of weird. It was like, oh, okay, way to kill a week. Or two weeks, really? Yeah, maybe here. Here's because they really care about my advice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so here it is: hot, hot, hire a sixteen-year-old, <laughs> spot <laughs> them in your marketing department, <laughs> and I bet they will do more to to bring attention to the series than probably anybody else who's there right now. Wow! Because they know what they're doing. I'm not sure that the rest of the BBC marketing does, but I don't no. think they care what I what I have to say anyway. So yes, where's all the Graham merchandise? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, talk about dropping the ball. No, we we could have Graham hand puppets, Graham oven mitts, Graham towels, Graham. Exactly. What's wrong with them? I'm just having nightmares now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> We uh, we're we're just really trying to delay talking about worries. <laughs> we are. We're doing pretty good so far. Yeah, I know. But guess what, kids? Time to jump in with both feet. <laughs> it's time to talk all about warriors of the deep. You guys ready? Let's go back to the wonderful January 5th, 1984. And it ran for four episodes. And saw the return of an old foe of the doctors. So Two old foes. Well, yeah, two old foes. But, you know, we haven't seen the other one yet, so we don't know how old or foe-ish they are. <laughs> and, and they have really soft voices for something so big. <laughs> Yeah, that was, well, I was going to say that was a bad choice for the voice, but there's really nothing but bad choices. (laughs) This was not a good story, folks. This really is not, you know, one of the better Peter Davison stories. And it wasn't, you know, it was a typical base under siege story. And it was very dark in a lot of ways, too. I um I was I was stunned uh, because when I and you know when when it starts you know the credits say you know Warriors of the Deep, written by Johnny Byrne and I was like Johnny Byrne like he wrote like a ton of really great space nineteen ninety like he is one of the best great space nineteen ninety nine writers that they had on staff, and uh, I was thinking 
okay, I didn't know that he, you know, turned in a couple of Doctor Who episodes. I'm like, this is pretty cool. And when it starts, I'm thinking, whoa, this has got a real (laughs) Space 1999 vibe to it, right? Even the the space station looked like it. Yeah. Yeah. But but it looks like a really cheap knockoff of Space 1999. And, And, yeah. And I can see where there's elements here that might have been good on paper but like this is like an an extremely like it's almost like he turned in the first draft and they're like great let's film it (laughs) to to be fair he has said that eric sayward kind of took his story and messed with it Uh, so it got hijacked yes basically gotcha so that that, that, that might that, have something to do with I, it. I can see that because unfortunately, yes, we in the, are in the era of uh, Sayward as the script editor and, of course, uh, John Nathan Turner as the producer, which is not my favorite era. And, and, and I'm just going to start off also by saying if you really like Warriors of the Deep, if this is your favorite episode, if one of your favorite stories and you cherish this, you might want to just skip the rest of the <laughs> because because I I don't think we're going to be terribly kind um, and uh, and I do apologize because I know every episode is someone's favorite but ooh this is uh, this is bleak this is really bleak yeah that's a good way to put it it's uh yeah it it just it yeah it is <laughs> yeah that's a good way to put it the directing the writing. The costume design, the production design, the lighting, it's all bad. Well, look at those costumes they had. They looked like something out of Dr. No. Uh, you know, and uh, that, that's being mean to James Bond. Come on. <laughs> the Marka. The Marka is a, like a green pantomime horse. Like a bad pantomime horse costume that you got at Party City for $10. I mean, it's terrible. I was watching the extras to this, and they were very proud of the Merca at the time. I feel sorry for them. Maybe it, there's a lot of drinking going on. It, it's it's one of the worst. Um, it's it really is one it's of the terrible. worst. It's it's not like like, and they shot it in like like light that like sh- never should be used for creatures like I, for yeah. Because it's like the brightest light they could find other than the sun. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I just did not understand that at all. And I don't, you know, I'm not, I probably don't notice the lighting that much in a lot of episodes. I mean, unless it's too dark. Uh, but wow, it was really obvious that this was badly lit. I mean, why would you do that if you already have a costume that is perhaps not as great as it could be? Well, there uh. are to make it better. <laughs> Can you imagine how much better the story would be in darker light and more mood lighting? Oh yeah, it could be like if it, and a, and a, with a competent director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Sorry, the uh, director this was um but yeah, this is it, yeah, you could have made this like like if it, you know, looked had sort of uh uh an aliens feel to it, right? Or an alien feel to it like with mm-hmm. that kind of darkness or even even red dwarf is is like better when it comes to like setting mood on their station than this is. You're not hearing an argument from me. <laughs> um, I mean, man, it's just like it's too easy to take pot shots at this. I mean, it's just like where do you turn? Yeah, uh, I mean, the samurai I, helmets. <laughs> uh, I will say, okay, so when it starts, 
and the TARDIS lands or whatever, and then they, they get into a little bit of trouble and they're running away. And that stunt of the doctor falling into the, the, the water, mm-hmm. I thought was pretty like, like it's shocking. Like I was like, Oh my God. Like it looked like whoever did that stunt, like did it really poorly. Like it just looked like it hurt a lot. Yeah. Well, I wondered, I mean, did they just pull one, like one of the poor production assistants where they like, okay, you're going to do this. And he was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> And it was it was like you saw that, and it was just like, oh, did they just throw a dummy in there or something? It was just like, and you could you could almost see the cut where they did it. Yeah, it was just really inept. Uh, yeah, it does say in the uh, Wikipedia entry for this that this it was during production of this story that Peter Davison and Janet Fielding announced their departures from the series. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. They're like, yeah, this is, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I, this is it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, bless well, her. So- we, we saw her um, earlier this year at the, at the last Hulanta, but, and, you know, I, I love Janet Fielding, but uh, I'm not a big Tegan fan. And she's not, she doesn't do anything in this that, that changes my opinion. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of Turlo. So um, I, I know that there's like a story with him and all that. And I, I've never really seen enough of Turlo to get his story. So I don't really know a lot about him. I just, whenever I see him, he seems like, oh, he seems like a, maybe he could be a cool guy. And then he ends up being really pretty much useless. He is like almost like a snake. Yeah, he's got a whole backstory. Yeah, there's a whole story that you kind of saw starting, I think it was with Margin Undead, which we did review quite a long time right. ago. Yeah. And yeah. that that was his like, first appearance. Right. And this is right is this right after that? No. This no, no. no he no, that there's right. there's like a three storyline arc with him dealing with the whole Black Guardian stuff. Oh, gotcha. And then there's a couple more episodes. He's uh, Mark Strickland did a great job as Turlo, you know, throughout, you know, you didn't see it in this story, but he was such a weasel. He was kind of like, you never knew where he really stood until the very end of his run. You always thought he was going to portray the doctor, that type of thing. Well, he does in this story. I mean, there's a couple of times where he's just like, I'm leaving. I'm going to go back to the TARDIS. Doctor's dead. I'm just leaving. Uh, even though the the story opens with him saying, "I want to stay," so I in the story, in the sense of the story, you do get see him flip flop around. Like, oh yeah, you know, he has some. He, you know, it's Tegan is the one that's like, "No, no, we have to go back for him. We have to go back for him. We have to," you know, and he's the one that's just, "I, I don't know why we're here. Let's just get out of here." Yeah, well, that's kind of his his character is kind of reluctantly good when he has to be. I mean, but that's that's his character trait. But I think both, you know, Tegan and Turlo are just not served by the story here, to be fair. They're not given anything to do. They're given terrible dialogue. And there's not much they can do with it. No, exactly. And it's just too much. I mean, there there's this whole, like, uh, story or background where 
there must, there's two groups on earth that are fighting and the sea base is important and is, is a key uh, strategic position for that. And, but it, it, and it, you know, they use it because obviously there's a couple of guys, a couple of the, the crew betray the others cause they're working for the other side, but it, it's too complicated with, with those two, as well as, you know, the Silurians and sea devils getting together. It's kind of like, this is just too much. Like it's just too much to keep track of. And in a, in a great like storyteller's hands, it's a lot to keep track of, but in this, it's just, it just all falls apart. Yeah. I mean, none of the storylines are good. <laughs> I mean, it just feels so chaotic and, it, it just kind of is frustrating because you're like, oh, what am I? Oh, that's what is he doing again? Oh, okay, you got this guy who plugs into a computer for some reason, and uh, it's just yeah. Um, See, they could have really that could have been interesting, and they they could have actually made that really horrifying when he's co opted and and used against his his nature, but they that goes nowhere. No, and all it did was basically kill off that one character. Yeah, and and you didn't even care at that point. I mean, because no. you don't care about any of the characters here. Mm-mm. No, I mean, and and usually, you know, usually with uh, Doctor Who, they they do a pretty good job with casting, so that even if the characters are not as well developed, like the cast will will sort of um, fill out the fill the gaps, right, and make them so that you're like, oh, I actually care about that person because of the you know the way, and it seemed like there were decent actors in this. Um, certainly, but like when, like Karina seems like an interesting kind of character and play very well, but when she dies, I just was like, I don't care. No, there wasn't any of them. Doctor, she's dead. And the doctor's like, oh, (laughs) it's like, you know, you had in the ninth doctor era, everybody lives in this one. Not so much. No, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's. That was one thing that was very, uh, I mean, it's, it's like, it's really foreshadowed in the beginning because they're going by like all these tanks and he's like, that stuff is lethal to fish and sea life. Oh, well, I don't know why you have that here. And then you just move on like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. None of us know why it's there because they never tell us why it's there. <laughs> right. It's, it's only there because it's going to be used at the end. And, and then you know, despite the fact that the Silurians and Sea Devils are just flat out attacking the base and people are dying, the doctor's like, I can't really, I don't want to kill them. Uh, I mean, he, it's so funny because he keeps, and Peter's doing his blessed heart by saying like things like, you know, they have, they're, they're a society full of uh, all this like imagination and creativity and technology. And they're just a beautiful race. And yet you just see these guys in rubber suits and you're like, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Yeah. These guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, like you're going to, you're going to side with these rubber things over humans. It just, it doesn't work. Well, not, I mean, not to mention that he knows they're planning genocide. Well, exactly. And he was going to, they were going to kill off the whole human race. And he was like, going to go, well, maybe I could talk to them about that. They seem kind of reasonable. And it's like, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, he kept acting like the Silurian was the one that he knew from the last story. Would we know that guy died? And the one that was in command was like a, a hard edge, like, I'm going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
It is interesting though, that the way that that story ended, because we just, you know, saw that one with, um, with the third doctor, the doctor's pissed because the humans, you know, blow up the Silurian base. Mm -hmm. And, and so there's, there is that kind of uh, follow through with this doctor, even though it's like two doctors later that he's pissed about that still. Yeah, and, well, and you could actually understand why the Silurians might be a little pissed off about the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely, but they don't use anything to. Yeah, they, at I all. mean, they, that's yeah, all you wasted. Don't get to know them as characters at all. Right. That's that's like us really filling in, like trying to fill in some gaps here, right. and because the story doesn't really give that. And also, uh, and also, speaking of the cast, big waste of Ingrid Pitt. I mean, I'm uh, as a Hammer horror fan, I'm a big fan of of Ingrid Pitt a lot, and I'm like, this is. She just was wasted in this. I was like, oh, good. Yeah, I, I felt bad for her. I just felt bad for her. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Ingrid Pitt's in a Doctor Who episode? This should be pretty... Oh, no, she's in this one. Mm-hmm. No, and that's the thing. And the only chuckle I actually even got about this was that the guy who was you know, getting brainwashed by the people from the other side you know, who they really weren't explaining that. Uh, his name was Maddox. Yeah, yeah, that, that was funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh, where's his pull string in the back? Got it. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, this This was just a bad, bad episode. Yeah, there was, I mean, you know, you try, usually there's something, there's, there's one thing at least you can point to and say, oh, well, they, you know, that's not so bad. They tried. I don't think there is. I don't think there's one redeeming quality in care. Well, I watched, uh, I watched this on Redbox and yeah, I guess I'm glad I didn't buy this. Um, so I watched this on Britbox and I, I actually, before we recorded, I asked Mike, I'm like, is this one, is this story on the, the Blu-ray of the fifth doctor that just came out? And you know, Mike was like, no, um, cause I think that's Peter's first season, right? Yes. And, um, so, and this is Peter's last. So Correct. it, this is, but I will tell you that when I started watching this on the BritBox, it looked really sharp. Like, like it had gotten an upgrade in terms of high def and <laughs> which didn't do the effects any favors. <laughs> no, it did not <laughs> No, you were like saying, I could see the zippers on the alien. It's awesome. (laughs) I'm like, man, this looks so clear. I can, oh, I can see the zippers. Oh, no. I could tell the mouth's not moving. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I watched it on my brand new 65 inch TV and I'm like, oh, I should have watched it on the laptop because (laughs) this is not helping. Yeah. I could understand that. I actually fell asleep watching this one because I had gotten home from hanging with Judy and I was like, okay, I'll watch a couple of watch it. And I made it like halfway through the second episode. And I realized I had fallen asleep. And <laughs> you didn't miss much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most of the actors were kind of sleepwalking through this too. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It's um, man. I don't want to keep beating this up. Let's but... not let's, should we give it a rating then? <laughs> should we put it out of its misery? Oh, <laughs> Uh, see now it puts me in a bad position though because now I'm like, okay, is it better than Ghost Light? <laughs> that's that's always your barometer. Well, I actually have gone lower. 
than Ghostlight on this show. Oh, that's right. You have. Yeah. So, yeah. What's it going to be, Mikey? One out of five TARDISes. One being the worst, five <laughs> being the best. I can't see how I can give this more than a one. Like, I really can't. Like, for Doctor Who. Now, is this better than watching, like, you know, reality TV and some of that crap? Sure, it is, you know? Um, and, you know, it's got Peter in it, and Peter's great. Like, he tries, he tries so hard to sell a lot of this. It's not his fault at all. He's just working with uh, nothing, really. Um, nobody's given him anything and he's, you know, he's struggling, he's drowning in this underwater base. Um, so I'll give the one star for Peter. Um, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Mary. Yeah. I think I'm going to sum it up this way. Have I ever seen worse television? Yes. Do I ever want to see this again? No. So, uh, oh boy, I'm not sure I can give it a one. <laughs> I mean, wow. Reaching, you know, I think I'll, I'm going to give it a 0. 0.75. Because <laughs> this is bad, folks. It's it's just, every part of it is bad. I can't, there's not even, to be honest, I wasn't even that impressed with, with Peter, though I don't think that's entirely his fault. I think it's really just, he had a terrible script to work from and a terrible director. Okay. I totally understand that. I always like to say I'm never going to give Doctor Who under a three. <laughs> but. but there's X. You know, this is one I think I have to. I probably will give this one. I want to say probably I'm going to give it a one and a half. Ooh. Ooh I'm being generous because. It's what are you giving the one and a half to? Uh, I'm giving that it ended. <laughs> That's over. Wow. That it wasn't. It wasn't a six-episode story. You know, it was a really great chance, truthfully, for them to do some great stuff by bringing back a true classic Doctor Who villain that deserved a great story, and combining two of them actually. You know, combining for the first time ever the Solarians and the Sea Devils. Yeah, there actually there was no reason for that. Yeah. There was no reason for that in the story. No, (laughs) there wasn't. Just wake our brothers, you know. Well like even uh, if there was a reason, I couldn't understand the MFers. Like I just couldn't like I'm like you know, I'm like, do I need to put the subtitles on? Because I just don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, I put the subtitles on. I did too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't help. Yeah, it just really didn't off. help. It was like, yeah, all right, no, not that good. So, what do you guys think at home? We want to hear what you guys think. This might be somebody's favorite episode out there. I'm so sorry if it is. <laughs> so, please write us at EarthStationWho at ESONetwork.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. All right, folks. Hopefully, we're going to be going better next time. We are going. I don't think how we could go much worse. <laughs> oh boy, watch it. <laughs> well, we're going to look at Ghostlight. No. <laughs> no, I know what we're doing next week, and it's way better than this. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. We are next time going to look at the Fourth Doctor era. That's right. We're going back to Tom Baker, and we are looking at the brains of Morbius.
Yes. So you're going to actually see some of the much better. You're going to be actually able to see some of the doctor's earlier regenerations in this. What do I mean? Well, quote unquote. Yes. I was going to (laughs) say, what am I saying about that? You're just going to have to join us to find out. But until then, let's thank Mary for being here. (laughs) Well, usually I say it was great to be here, but no, it really was great to be here. I just, despite, I just love hanging everything. with you guys. <laughs> you guys made it easier. You made it easier on the palate. So anything you want to promote? You can find my artwork at maryhogel.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Excellent. Excellent. And of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Well, as we've said many times before, unfortunately, even if the episode or the story is not to our liking. It is always my pleasure to join you guys and discuss it. Well, it's always great talking to both of you guys. Yep, and it, it makes bad Doctor Who really good to talk about. <laughs> it makes it a lot more fun. Exactly. <laughs> the fact that we're all suffering together. Exactly. <laughs> so with that being said, we will see you here next time on Earth Station Who. Peace. And we're done. Boom. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Hello, America. Do you like listening to knowledgeable people who are passionate about what they do? Wilbur does, don't you, Wilbur? But what about Daisy? She likes to listen to shows about pop culture, movies, television, and comic books. Good thing Wilbur and Daisy found the Nerd Bliss Podcast. You, too, can find the Nerd Bliss Podcast at nerdblisspodcast.com and on the ESO Network. Just remember, Nerd Bliss is one word. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.